Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 134. On today's episode, I'm talking about kicking off the new year with a decluttering challenge. I completed this challenge in June of 2021 and it totally transformed my home and my relationship with stuff. I've run it a couple times since then with members of my community, and it is back by popular demand. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. I hope 2022 ended on a high note for you and that the start of 2023 is going well so far. I know we're only a couple days into it, but I am wishing you the best for this year, and I'm hoping that it will be a much better year than the 2020s have already started off. Am I right? All right, but I am one of those people that I absolutely love the new year. I love the fresh start. I love getting to do things new, and it's kind of just a wonderful time to start fresh. But can I let you in on a secret? I am never ready for it to start immediately on the first. This time of year, my daughter's still not back in school yet. She has a whole nother week off. And so it just really throws me off from getting right back into things and jumping on in, especially because we went really hard at the end of last year. But before we get too far into the show, I want to welcome you. And if this is your first time here, I am excited to have you. And if you're returning, well, then welcome back. I say this every week, but I do create this show for all of you that are here, that are listening. And so it means the world to me when you come back for more. And over the last two weeks, this little show edged up to a top 50 podcast in the education segment on Apple Podcasts. I'm shocked. It was just a few weeks ago, I feel like that I was telling you that we were in the top 100 and we ended up in the top 50. And this category includes shows from Mel Robbins and TED Talks. And so I am super honored and humbled that we've been able to reach so many people and that I'm able to continue to provide information that is helpful, inspiring, and encouraging to you on your journey. And speaking of your journey, this show is all about decluttering and organizing. 
And while I think systems are one of the easiest ways to get your home in order, I am also a sucker for a good old-fashioned challenge. And a decluttering challenge is one of the things that really kicked my behind into gear and totally transformed my home and relationship with stuff, like I said at the intro of this show. About a year and a half ago, my daughter inspired me to go through another round of decluttering. And at this point, I had already been podcasting, and I considered myself a wannabe minimalist, so I really didn't think that I had that much stuff to declutter. But during our biannual decluttering session of her stuff, she was letting go of so much that I was inspired to look at my stuff too. Now, a side note, I did say a biannual decluttering session. Now, she has a summer birthday, and so we go through her things both before her birthday and before Christmas to see if there's anything that she's outgrown or that she no longer wants. And being able to split it up that way is great because we can keep on top of it and it never gets too overwhelming for either of us. Now, if your child does not have a split birthday like mine does, you can also tie it to the end of the school year. And that's another great way, especially when kids are growing up because they are done with that school year, right? So as soon as they end, they go from being a kindergartner to a first grader, a first grader to a second grader. And that's a really big deal for kids. And so that's a really good way to tie it to a summer uh, decluttering session if you don't have the, um, the luxury that I do of having a pretty evenly split between the gift-giving holidays of birthdays and Christmas. Okay, so let's get back to the topic of today, which is decluttering. And so back to decluttering my own things. Now, I could have just looked through drawers and cabinets, but as I said, I am a sucker for challenges, as I usually need an external goal to be accountable to. It's really hard for me to just kind of pick something up and just do it or just, you know, plan to do it and and stick with it if it's something that I've decided and I don't have anybody holding me accountable or even something as arbitrary as a number or a goal or a challenge or something. I just need some outside accountability to keep me on track. So, back in 2021, I had heard of the minimalist declutter challenge, right? Um and they call it the men's game. And it's where you declutter one item on day one, two items on day two, and it's a month-long challenge. So you work your way up to 30 items on the last day. And that sounded really interesting to me. But I also knew myself, right? I have a tendency to start really strong. I get really excited. I can go like all out and put in 110% energy. And then I kind of exhaust myself. And I could try to minimize that. I could try to work against that. I could try to, you know, change that about myself but it's just how I'm built. And so I need something that starts off really strong and gets a little bit easier as it goes. And the other thing that I knew was that if I had just started with one item on day one, it would be really easy for me to kind of fizzle out, right? It wouldn't be exciting enough for me to find one thing in my house to declutter. It would be easy for me to say like, oh, that's really simple. I'll just make it up the next day blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I don't need to find one thing. I'll just find three things tomorrow, right? If I skip day one and I could just jump in on day two. They just, that's not how that challenge works. And they have a lot of rules that they put on it. And that was the other thing that held me back from doing the, the men's game. And I know rules can be motivating for a lot of people because it takes out some of that uncertainty. But as a busy mom, I knew that I wouldn't be able to follow their rules. So one of their rules is that you have to donate or get the decluttered items out of your house every day. So I guess you could just throw them in the garbage, but that doesn't 
really feel sit well with me. So I would want to take it to a donation center um, or I would want to post it on a buy nothing group or something like that. But I knew doing that every single day, I was just not going to be able to keep up with that, especially because, you know, there's going to be a day where life gets in the way. It's really hard to have 30 days that are exactly the same where you don't have any hiccups or something doesn't go wrong, especially, like I said, as a busy mom. I've got other people to take care of. I've got a house to run. And so there's going to be something that comes up. And with the men's game, if you miss a day, you're out. You have to start all over. And so none of that decluttering you've done so far counts. And you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Start at at day one again. Start with one thing and then keep going if you'd like to complete it. Knowing the knowing my personality, knowing how I work, knowing that that I was not going to be able to stick to those rules, I decided to create my own decluttering challenge that would work with my tendency to start strong, create those quick wins, have a little flexibility to work with my life. And so I took the idea of the men's game and I turned it upside down and I decided to do it in reverse. So instead of starting with one item, I started with 30 items on the first day and I worked backwards until I only had to declutter one item on the final day. And this approach works with my internal drive to start big when I have a lot of that energy and it allows me to slack off more as the challenge comes to an end. Plus, if you only stick with the challenge at the beginning, which I know a lot of people start strong, they want to do it, but life gets in the way and so they fall off the bandwagon. Well, even if that happens, if you do the avalanche declutter challenge, you will still be able to declutter a whole bunch of stuff. In fact, I think by day nine, you declutter over half of the items you will declutter within the entire month. It's pretty amazing how quickly it can ramp up if you go in the reversed approach. Like I said, I call this approach the avalanche declutter challenge because it just starts off with a bang. And I'm running a live version of this and it's going to be starting Saturday, January 7th. So If you are listening to this and you're thinking, yes, I want to do a declutter challenge, this one sounds like a lot of fun, I would absolutely love it if you would sign up. You can join us by uh, clicking on the link in the show notes, or you can go to my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 134. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 134. And so if you decide to join the challenge, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what you can expect over the next 30 days. So each day, starting on January 7th, you will receive a daily email prompt telling you how many things you need to declutter that day. And I want to remind you, it's not, it's not rocket science. We start with 30 items and we work backwards each day until you only have one item to declutter on the very last day. And these daily emails will also give you suggestions of where in your home to declutter if you need help with that. Now, you are free to declutter whatever you want. It is completely up to you. It's a very flexible challenge. But this was one of the suggestions that came from running the challenge a few times. When you have your entire home open to you for decluttering, it can be really easy to get stuck and just kind of have that moment of overwhelm and kind of that analysis or the paralysis by analysis, right? You can be anywhere, you can do anything, and so you start nowhere. And so that's where these emails come in. They can give you some really simple tips to keep you motivated. And I tried to um, organize them in a way where you might find more items to declutter. So they kind of start with rooms and areas that might have more uh, things open to you for decluttering on our heavier days, and then they get a little bit less as you go uh, throughout the challenge. And another thing that comes up when doing this challenge is people always want to know 
what counts as an item for decluttering purposes, right? We're counting, so it gets a little, you know, it can get a little confusing. And again, it's very flexible. So how you count items that you are decluttering is completely up to you. So I'm going to give you an example of a couple ways you can look at different things. So we're going to start with crayons. Crayons are super easy because you can look at them in different ways. So it's a good example to start with. One, you can get rid of 30 crayons and you can count each of those items separately, right? I mean, if you're really struggling and you're like, okay, I just want to do 30 items today. Here's 30 crayons. Great. You can do that. And nobody's going to judge you and nobody's going to say that that's not okay. Or two, you can count these items as maybe we'll say four items because crayons can come in a pack of eight, right? So eight times four gives you 32. Okay, give or take, let's count it as four four things. Because it's likely you did purchase them in bunches, right? You don't you didn't buy a singular crayon, you bought them in packs. Now, I just want you to do your best to estimate, right? It's not, it's not, like I said, it's not strict. It really just will be however you feel comfortable. And at the end of the day, saying, yep, that works for me and that feels good to myself. Because at the end of the day, we go on the honor system. The point of joining this challenge is to make progress in your home and in your life. No one's going to be knocking on your door to verify that you decluttered the quote unquote right amount of items. You know, but as with anything in life, the more you commit and the more you put in the work, the more you're going to get out of it. So this is a challenge for you. You can count the items however you want to count them. Nobody's going to be judging you. Nobody's counting your items. Nobody's going to be, you know, there with a checklist or, you know, auditing the numbers of items that you put into the uh, donation bin or into the garbage. Okay. It is all whatever you feel comfortable with. So you can count your items however you want to count them. All right. Hopefully, this is all making a little more sense. And if you join us, you'll get these emails and they'll walk you through it all. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But I also want to help you prepare. Because after all, being prepared is one of those things that will help you succeed the most. So I'm going to give you seven tips that will help. And these are things that I have learned um, in my own life and through the group talking to other people. So the first thing to improve your success is to get in the right mindset. Know that this is for 30 days. I want you to commit to doing it. If you say you're going to do it, I want you to commit. And I want you to try your hardest to complete each of the days. Now, life is going to get in the way. I already know that I'm going to go out of town for a couple days. So there are going to be two to three days that I am not going to be able to do the challenge. So I can either preload those. I can do them ahead of time before we go out of town. Or I can, you know, make sure that I do them when we get back. As I approach those dates, I'm going to have to just check and make sure that I can fit it on my calendar and make sure that those days don't get lost, right? That I don't not complete them because I want to commit to this challenge as well. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. 
Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. The second thing I recommend to do is get your supplies ready. Now, the good news is you don't need much. I recommend garbage bags to throw away the items that are no longer usable. They aren't worth going to the donation center. No one else is going to want things that are broken or not in good condition. Please go ahead and throw away the things that are not usable. Please donate the things that are usable or give them away on a buy nothing group. And you can use boxes for this because I like boxes. It just makes it easier to stack, load, and unload the things. It makes it easier on yourself. So I recommend garbage bags for garbage, boxes for donations. But if you only have bags, just use bags. Don't let it trip you up. But if you have boxes, highly recommend them. The third thing to do is to block time off on your calendar. It does not need to be much time. I suggest blocking off at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. It's going to get easier as the challenge goes on. So if it doesn't feel like you're making progress or you're really struggling within those first 15 to 20 minutes in those first few days where we're decluttering a lot more items, just know that it will get easier as you go on. You're going to have a little bit more time. It's going to start to open up in your schedule and it will feel better. So if you get into this habit, though, it makes, well, OK, we're going to make it a habit because we're going to do it for over 30 days over four 30 days. But it will be a good habit going into the future as well, because after you declutter, you can like parlay this 15 minutes into a daily tidy up time. And that's really going to start to make more progress in your life um, as you move forward past this first month of decluttering. So please try to block it off in your calendar and then please try to keep that commitment and that calendar appointment with yourself. The fourth thing to do is to find your local donation center. 
because when we start this, we're going to, you know, it's one of those blocks that will come up. We'll say, okay, now I have all this stuff. I don't know where to take it. And it's just going to sit in your garage. I hear this over and over and over again. I also have things in my garage right now that I am now waiting. I'm going to say, okay, they're going to be part of the declutter challenge. It happens. But if you know where to drop things off, it's going to make it easier to commit and to actually do it. So spend some time before Saturday and find where your local donation center is. Find out what their hours are, when it's convenient for you to drop it off and things like that so that you are ready to go when the challenge starts. The fifth thing I want you to do is to set a calendar reminder. Now, this is not for the actual decluttering time. This is to drop things off. So like I said at the beginning, or kind of when I was talking about the men's game, they want you to drop off items every day. That is too much for me. If it works for you and it's on the way to wherever you need to go on your day, fantastic. Go ahead and drop it off every day. It doesn't work for my life. So I will drop things off every week. So I suggest adding a donation stop to your weekly errands, and that works really, really well for our house. The beauty behind this approach is that it can become another habit that you continue to do even after the challenge ends. So if you can wrap it into your weekly errands and something that you're already doing, then you're more likely to keep doing it. And then you can have a donation box in your house that you just fill up. And when it gets full, you can just drop it off on a regular basis. And those are one of those systems that really can make a difference in your home um, and in your decluttering efforts. The sixth thing I would recommend you to do to make progress is to take before pictures. Now, I will ask that you share them if you feel comfortable because I I love a good before and after and so many people do. So it would be super motivating for others if you shared them, but you do not have to. The thing that works though with this is you will love having them to refer back to at the end of the month. And I bet you, you will not believe how much progress you make in just a few days because it really does make a giant difference. And the thing about us as humans is we become so accustomed to our environment that we almost forget what it was like before. And I know we don't think that's going to happen before we do something. And I know that we think when we get something new, this is is it. We're going to love this forever. But if you've ever gotten a new article of clothing or you've moved or you've gotten a new car, you've gotten something that you really were hoping for, you were really wishing for it, I want you to think back on how long it took you to get used to it and how long it took you to go from, holy moly, this is the newest thing that I really love and I treasure it and I want it to being like, "Eh, yep, I own that now or that's great, I have that now. It's crazy how fast we adjust to our environment. So I really would encourage you to take these before pictures. I know there's probably going to be some days that you forget to do it because I do that. Um, But if you can try to remember to take the pictures before, it will really help you and it'll really help motivate you on those tough days. So that is suggestion number six on how to be uh, successful in this challenge. And the seventh and final thing that I recommend doing is joining our community so that you have accountability and encouragement throughout the challenge. Now, there is no need to do this challenge on your own. I would love for you to come and join us. It's a free group on Facebook. It's the Wannabe Minimalist Family Community. Uh, You can search for it on Facebook. You can uh, click on the link in the show notes. We are over there and we would love to meet you. It's a group of other like-minded people. They're just like you. It's a super fun group and it's full of encouragement. And these challenges, when I do a decluttering challenge, these are my favorite conversations in the group. They are so fun to see what other people are doing 
And just it really is encouraging to just know that there are other people on this journey with you. And so please, 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 if you are looking to do this, I highly recommend that you come over and join us in the Facebook group. Before I go, I do want to kind of just tell you about my experience a little bit. Now, I know everyone's experience with the challenge is different, and that is to be expected. No one's home is the same. No one's family is the same. And so the items we have in our home, the things that we choose to declutter, the things that we choose to keep, well, it's going to be different. But I wanted to share a little bit about my experience with you because it was pretty remarkable. And so here's what happened to me after my first avalanche declutter challenge. Now, remember, I did this in June of 2021. So I thought that we were living fairly minimalist. We had moved about a year before that, and our home wasn't large. It was a two bedroom, it was a town home. It didn't feel cluttered. So I didn't think we had that much stuff. But by the end of 30 days, I was able to declutter an additional 450 items from our home. It was crazy to me to think that I could even find that much stuff to let go of, that I even had that much stuff extra in our home. Because with that move, I had unpacked everything fairly recently, and I really thought that we used everything we owned. This challenge opened my eyes, and it made me confront that reality. It wasn't true. (laughs) We had plenty of stuff in our home that we didn't use. But more than just getting rid of the stuff, I was shocked at how much letting go of that stuff cleared my mind. I felt freer knowing that I had gone through all of our belongings, that I had pruned back things that were just taking up space. I loved the feeling of sharing the items that we had, but that we didn't use with our neighbors through a local buy nothing group or through donating them. But some of these were really nice items, and I know that that holds a lot of people back. Like I know a lot of people want to hold on to their nice things. They feel guilty about spending money on them. They want to keep them just in case. They keep the nice things and use the okay things. And it was just amazing to me how letting go of these things, it just, it was like a weight off of my shoulders. They were just sitting there collecting dust. And now they were no longer taking up space in my mind. So instead of clinging to them, instead of keeping them close, It really does feel amazing to release them and let them be used by others. And know, just be in that headspace of, I have the things I need when I need them. And if I need something again, it will come to me. It will come back to me. Or I will come up with a creative solution to use something else that I already own. Or maybe it will be given up on the Buy Nothing group. I absolutely adore our group. And so if you have one in your community, I really recommend you check it out. Now, I did keep some of the things that we use, even if it's just occasionally, like our camping gear or our holiday decor. I kept that stuff. It's in our garage. This wasn't an attempt. This this declutter challenge was not an attempt to live with the least amount of stuff possible. I'm not that person. I'm not extreme. But it was a way to let go of that extra stuff. But it's pretty remarkable with how much extra stuff can pile up throughout the year without us even noticing it, right? Because it is such a slow creep. And so even though I feel like now I've been doing this show for over two and a half years, I really feel like we've been decluttering for a while. I don't know that I'm going to be able to find 450 items, but I am definitely going to attempt this challenge again. I will do my best to meet the item counts each day. But I will not consider it a failure if I don't reach them. And in fact, that might actually be a complete success, right? 
Because that means that I have reached the point where all of the things we own are actually being used. Or that all of the things that I am in, in control of or that I'm responsible for are things that I want to keep. And then that way they're bringing value into my life. So if you are listening to this and you feel like that last part maybe describes you, that you think there's no way you have 450 items to declutter and you really feel like you are living on this minimalist path, well, then I still hope you will join us for the challenge because over the next 30 days, I'm going to prompt you to look around your home and sort through your things. And you might be surprised at what has accumulated over time because I know I am going to find some things that shock me. And so I'm kind of excited about discovering what those items are and sharing them with you. And if you find that you have no items to toss, well, that is a super success. And it's also going to be a great way to organize your home one space at a time. Like because we will be looking at different spaces in our home every day, at least the prompts will prompt you to do that. And so it's going to be a great way for you to say like, okay, well, I'm looking at my kitchen today. So now I'm going to go through a drawer and organize it instead of declutter it. So you can look at it as an organization challenge as well if you don't actually have anything to declutter. But I have a feeling that we all have some things that we can get rid of. And so I really hope you do join us. And so with that, I'm going to turn it to you. Are you up for the Avalanche Declutter Challenge? And if you are, I really hope you come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and join us. I would love to help motivate you this new year and, uh, you know, really just encourage you on your path. And remember, you can sign up for those daily email prompts by clicking on the link in the Avalanche Declutter Challenge. Um, there's going to be a link for the Avalanche Declutter Challenge in the show notes, or you can also find it on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 134. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 134. And with that, I hope you have a fabulous day and a very happy new year. And I will see you in the Avalanche Declutter Challenge or back here next week. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wannabe Minimalist. Cheers. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.